welcome back to the Root Issues podcast, where we're gathering around the table to bridge the generational gap and discuss the root issues of our culture. As always, I'm Brian Matthew, and we actually have a special guest with us today. Uh, Pastor Brent Phillips was preaching on Sunday, and he's joining us in the podcast room. Hey, Brent, how's it going? So it's going well, man. It's uh, wonderful to be here with you. Oh well, I'm I'm honored to be here. I don't know about you. Derek introduced you on Sunday as like always humorous. I'm a pretty funny guy too, but do you ever feel pressured to be funny, or is it just natural for you? <laughs> you know, I get uh, I get so much joy out of making other people laugh. You know, it's a uh, it's it's it feeds me to see others enjoying it. That's awesome. You're you're like the complete package. I was talking to your to Daniela, your wife earlier, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, she just praises you all the time." But I'm like. What an honor for me to be sitting next to you because not only are you like handsome dude, funny, but you're also like so grounded in the word and dropping knowledge bombs everywhere. Man, this is going to be a fun podcast. <laughs> well, if this is your first time joining us, we're here every Wednesday, uh, just kind of a midweek jolt uh, to to recap Sunday, but to just kind of continue the discussion and uh, and really tackle what the root issues are that we're wrestling with in today's culture. Um and just trying to figure out, you know, how we can combat those things. And um, so today, uh, we're going to actually have Brent just recap what you preached on on Sunday. You know, just give us a few minute breakdown, and we'll we'll dive in from there. Absolutely. Um, you know, just realizing how incredible the gospel is. Uh, you know that there's millions of uh, sermons going out every weekend, uh, and and yet it's never exhausted. Uh, you know, even if people are preaching the same passage, uh, you know, you're seeing different aspects and understanding different aspects of God. He's, he's just that amazing. And uh, today I just really wanted to focus on one small sliver of the gospel, and that is that God fixes. And, uh, you know, if you think about throughout uh, the generations, there's always movies coming out about second chances where people can go back in time and they can fix a mistake that just changes everything. But that's not reality. You know, people wish for something like that, but it's just, it's impossible. But yet this is something that uh, the gospel offers us. And not just for an unbeliever who is now becoming a believer. I think we all believe that God can help that person. But what about the person who is already a believer and has made a mess of their life or has made a mess of a situation or life has just fallen upon them, you know, without them having done anything or somebody else has done something. Uh, what hope do we have in that situation? And uh, that's what today was really about, mm. is this incredible hope that no matter how I got into that situation, no matter how many times I've got into that situation, that God is so faithful that when we invite him into that situation, he will help us. Mm. He will He will. Uh, fix it and uh uh you know i was really uh inspired watching the uh the olympics the gymnastics and uh you know watching them do their routines just knowing that you know several of them are going to just blow it out <laughs> and fall on their heads and you know just it's just going to be an absolute nightmare situation for them uh, as they are unable to complete what they were trying to do and but no matter what, they get up and they bow before the judges and they raise their hands and they do that motion, you know, that everyone's familiar with. <laughs> uh, even though their their run or their routine was an absolute fiasco, 
and that just really spoke about the the gospel to me. Um, you know, we, we we attempt to get out there and, and do something good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not. I'm not talking about you know people going out and you know in a drunken stupor and now they're in jail. Yes, God helps them too. He will help anybody for any situation. But I'm I'm talking about the people who are trying to do good and trying to live their life for God and just. Uh, you know, trying to make an impact uh, in this world and are finding themselves in situations and circumstances where with good intention, mm. they've created a mess in their life or a mess has happened to them. Uh, they've lost their job or, uh, you know, a, a catastrophe has happened. Yeah. You know, we, we ran out onto the mat to do something good and we found ourselves on our heads, you know, our legs over our shoulders and we don't even know which side is up. Mm. And... Uh, you know, we, we get back up and, and, and we, we raise our hands in a, in a humble surrender. And God, he helps us. Um, and a great story, uh, you know, from Scripture is in Matthew 14, when the disciples out on the water, Jesus had told them to go to the other side. And uh, they find themselves in the middle of a storm thinking that they're going to die. And Jesus shows up and he says these incredible words. He says, take courage because I am here. And that's the key. The reason we get to take courage, it's not just positive thinking, you know, that uh, everything's going to be okay. No, uh, not everything is okay. You know, some things are really not okay. But it doesn't matter because when we are in that humble surrender of, of asking God, He is there. He never turns us down. He's never too busy. He never ignores us, even though it seems like that. And, uh, you know, then then Peter goes on to do his gymnastic routine of getting out of the boat and <laughs> it looks so cool what he's about to do he's going to walk on water and you know he's about to do his backflip and his uh, leg split and the next minute he's drowning and he falls flat on his face you know and his routine is a mess and, and, he, and he cries out to jesus just in that humble surrender that position yeah, i love that and uh, and jesus saves him and i would think you know i'm laughing about you saying that i'm the full package uh <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a series of of <laughs> of mistakes <laughs> that God has just been so gracious um, to 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 help me through. Mm. If He had left me in any one of those situ- situations, I wouldn't be sitting here. Uh, but it's His faithfulness and grace. Uh, but I do, tr- I, I have tried, you know, my best to make an impact in the world and to do good and to help people. But sometimes it really ended in in disaster. And, uh, you know, I'm left lying on the mat, you know, looking up at the ceiling going like, what the heck just happened? And that's where the gospel is so amazing because there's nothing else in this world that can offer us that. Mm. You know, alcohol can offer it for a brief moment in us thinking that things are better. But at the moment, yeah. you know, the moment the, the, the hangover kicks in, you know, we realize our problem and situation didn't change at all. It's still waiting there for us. But yet God, he really can. He really can straighten out things in a way that we can't even imagine until we're looking at it from the other side. Yeah, bro. And I I love that's your perspective. And I know we haven't gotten the chance to talk a ton, but I will say, talking, going back to your complete package, uh, you've influenced Chris Henderson a lot, and he has been like one of my biggest mentor role models. So like, through the associative property, I feel like, uh, you know, we're 
I've learned, I've gleaned a lot from you because of Chris Henderson. So Chris Henderson, thank you. I know you're listening. You're out in Texas. You actually flip places. You're here. He's in Texas. It's great. That's right. Uh, but one of the things I was thinking about when you talked about God fixing, I, I mean, that's a, it's a cool idea behind like, all right, man, we can make, take, I think you even quoted Helen Keller and said, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. And you kind of, kind of risk it all because God fixes. Uh, but one of the things I was thinking, and maybe this is you listening, that uh, the fear that settles in of failure, and I feel like a lot of that has crept into our culture of people not wanting to, especially my generation, the millennials, like not wanting to do anything because they don't want to fail or they want to make everything comfortable and, and easy for everyone. They're not taking that, that risk. Um, and even trickling down to some of the high schoolers that I've talked to, uh, they almost don't find that thrill of the fact that God fixes because they're like, Oh, well, you know, if, if I don't make mistakes then I don't need anything. Um, so I kind of got the, the idea that like, do we devalue grace if we never make an effort or never mess up? You know, is yeah, you, you miss out on knowing God in, uh, in such an incredible way. For instance, um, you can look at, uh, you know, a firefighter, uh, you know, just in the in their in their building, and it doesn't really do much for for your heart. Mm. You know, you see them; they look cool and whatever. <laughs> but if you've ever had a firefighter bust through your door when your house is on fire and put you over their shoulder and rescue you, it's a completely different experience. <laughs> and um, if 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 we are not stepping out into situations that uh, are bigger than what we are. It's not only uh, about a thing of uh, not experiencing aspects of God. We cannot fulfill God's purpose for our life because God is never going to give us a purpose that doesn't involve uh, Him being part of it because He wants to journey with us. Mm. He wants to have um, relationship with us. And so we go through life uh, and not even experiencing the full beauty of it. It's like going to a, a fun fair and looking at the roller coaster you can try, your brain can try to tell you what this would feel like. But until you've got on it, uh, you know, the experience of the person riding the roller coaster and the, and the person who's just standing watching are, are having night and day different experiences. And I think a lot of people are not experiencing how wonderful life can be, thinking that by being safe it's better, mm, not yeah. realizing they are sacrificing the best part of life. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so... uh I love, I mean, yeah, I think you even shared on Sunday the, the story of you uh, skydiving, which seems crazy to me. I'm petrified of heights, but, uh, you know, for me watching, I'm like, oh, that seems like it'd be cool, maybe on a bucket list one day, but your story of doing it and almost dying and then doing it again is blows my mind, but it's something that you can only really appreciate through the experience that you had, um, which is super cool. Uh, and then something else that you'd said, um, you're just talking about uh, if you plan on, oh, if your plan on living, or if, sorry, I'm, I can't read my notes. You're talking really fast today. It was awesome. I have took a lot of <laughs> notes. When Steve talks, I do take notes, but you know, you're preaching such passion. I was scribbling stuff down. <laughs> but my note says, if the plan you are living that you don't depend, um, 
if the plan you're living doesn't depend on God, then is that really God's plan? Uh, and I think that's a, a really good um, thing to, to reflect on. And, and for people who are listening, like, not that your story is a little different. And if you didn't hear uh, Brent's whole uh, plan on life has shifted over the last couple years and uh, he'll be preaching again on Sunday. So be sure to tune in. But uh, that whole idea of if you're, if the plan you're living doesn't depend on God, like the dependency part, um, how would you, like, does it necessarily mean you have to sell any, you kind of address this, but does it mean you have to sell everything? What does living uncomfortable look like, you know, for someone who's not you, I guess? <laughs> sure. You know, I'll, I'll try related to skiing. Not that I'm an amazing skier, but <coughs> when you first go over, when you first go on a, a, a black diamond run, it's not enjoyable <laughs> when you're not very good. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Uh, you know, you, you can't wait to get off that because you're just worrying about losing control and everything mm -hmm. like that. But the more you do it, the more uh, you enjoy it to the point that if you had a ski green, you, you just... You can't go backwards. Hmm. And I think, you know, when you first step out, it is uncomfortable. But the thing is, when you get into that motion of walking with God, it becomes so wonderful that you, you would like, how was I ever living any other way? Yeah. The safe life has, is, it's just so, uh, it's not even who you want to be anymore. Um, and, it's, and it looks different for each, each person because God is putting these desires in people's heart. For example, for one person, it's it's just changing cities. For another person, it's inviting their boss over for dinner, hmm. you know, to, to share their testimony. You know, so it can look radically different for each person, but it's, it's, it's each day taking that step of risk where you have to, God has to come through in order for it to succeed. That's awesome. And almost that, and we talked about this last week too, just that sense of desperation that leads us to really worshiping God. And really, you know, for me as a, a parent of young kids, it's awesome that I have young kids. I love them. But it definitely puts me in a position of desperation a lot of the time. Uh, but it's through those moments that I feel like I've, when I need God, is when like I'm, you know, really just hungry and close to Him because, I mean, every breath I'm like okay God I need your yes. patience I need your guidance I need you know all those things so um, it's cool uh, encouragement to those out there who are listening if you're at a place where you're desperate that's the best place to be and if you're not then how can we what would be your encouragement to people who are just kind of living day-to-day -day comfortable what what would be your encouragement to them to sure I would um, to, to those people if you if you are willing it starts with prayer to just say, uh, Lord, what would you have me do today? If you start with something that simple and then as ideas come in that, some of them will be from God, some of them won't, but do them all. Mm -hmm. Meaning that you can't learn, you know, God's voice until you step out in risk. And it's okay to make mistakes. You know, you might feel like, I feel like God wants me to give that person money. And you realize, no, that was just your compassion or mm. whatever it is. But you learn to know the difference. But if you would start with that simple uh, uh, posture, you know, it will just, it will grow. And, and you, you'll be more and more confident in God leading and the joy that it brings to walk with Him. And then, you know, one day it, it may be something much bigger. That's awesome. Well, I love that, man. Uh, do you have any other closing remarks? We're going to wrap this up for this week. Again, if you haven't 
heard Brent preach, it's on our website. Um, otherwise, you can hear him again this coming Sunday. But do you have any other closing remarks, any encouragement for listeners today? Yeah, I just want to share Psalm 34, 6 that says, In my desperation I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. This is a promise, mm-hmm. uh, and he's so faithful. And, uh, you know, I can recount so many dark times in my life where I prayed in desperation and sitting here today, God has delivered me out of them all. But in the moment, some of them were long. You know, it wasn't like an instantaneous thing. Some of them took months. Uh, You know, some of them were over a a year. But when I look back now, I can see how God started shifting my path. But when you're right in the middle of the storm, you don't always see the hand of God. But He is faithful. He He does hear you and He will deliver you when you posture yourself to invite him in because he's not a bully mm-hmm. he's just going to come in and bash your life and say i'm here to save you whether you like it or not you know it's an invitation that's awesome i don't know about you but my cheeks are hurting from smiling so much being around <laughs> you thank you guys thank you brent for for joining us thank you listeners for tuning in uh we're here every wednesday if you have any questions or comments or you just want to share something you can reach out to us at root issues at ccaspen.com otherwise we'll be here next week